I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fence and dummy half. It's with the halfback, William. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams, and it is Christmas Day for NRL Supercoaches, or at least part one of Christmas Day, because it is Team List Tuesday. We have the first four sides named for the 2024 season. Of course, the clubs that are going over to Vegas and a few surprises in that. Better than that, we're also doing a cheapy special on today's podcast. Here to talk to it with me, as always, is the Supercoach Spy. Spy, how's, uh, what's news after the big reveal last week, mate? You've been walking down the street, copping toms all over the shop. What's been happening? A few tomos here and there. It's been good. <laughs> has, it been, has, has the weight lifted off the shoulder? Did you, have you felt like a freer man? I'm free now because on the pod I don't have to consider what to say, so that's nice. But I'm a bit crook today, so I'm just battling through a bug. But to, obviously to try and be the best, these things you've got to do, play through the niggles. So we'll see where my head's at today, but... Uh, I actually didn't know you were start waiting for me to finish my Kit Kat then, so sorry about that. Yeah, we almost opened The boys up, were ready to go. We almost opened up with Spy chewing into a Kit Kat Crunchy. The Spy, the Spy's tough as nails. Tom Williams, he's uh, he's weak as, he's a whinger as you're working out earlier. An early flu. Also with us today, 2019 NRL Supercoach champion. Nobody stood in his way. Desi Creek. People, people stood in my way. Just You just beat him out. I just beat him out, yeah. Knocked awesome. them down. Yeah, yeah. Cop this whilst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my lucky hat on today as well. Seinfeld hat. That's good. Survived the car crash with this hat. So hey, I nice. did, yeah. So I'm never taking it off again. Shout out to you. You wear that the entire Supercoach yeah, season. This is it. Get, get Every podcast, Seinfeld, great show. I was talking to Maddie the Waterboy about it. We just love binging it. It's, oh. it's, it's goaded. I'll tell you what, Seinfeld that's is a good sign for your year. Yeah. Wear it every trade. Like even if you're making a trade on the weekend to go put it on. Yeah, big things coming. If you go to sub a player from your seventeen or to your bench, get the hat. If you go to change your skippers, put the hat on. That's it. That's even it. When, even when you check scores live, I'd put the hat on. <laughs> also with us today, once again, as always, even more as always than the rest of the panel, uh, it is producer. It is Maddie the Waterboy. Who I'll be honest, he's a bit rattled after the Bunnies team list. I am. I am. And just like Tom, and I'm glad we can call you that now on the show. Uh, I'm a can bit I clarify? I'm sorry to cut in. Nah, go on. Record. Tomo or Tommy? Tom. I hate Tom. Okay, sorry. I still spy as far yeah, as I'm Just spy's fine. 
Okay. Stick with Spy. Spy or Tomo. Tommy. Oh, you know what? Let me decide. I'll get back to you next week. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit sick as well, so I had a bit, pretty cruise day as well, but I, I actually watched about five or six episodes of Seinfeld, so it's been a good day. <laughs> but, but in and amongst that, I've also, like I'm sure many people listening to this have, have changed their team a hundred times since four o'clock. It's only about 5.30 now. Uh, yeah, the South team has rattled me. Yeah. Big time. We'll You're not very passionate either. So like, you know, I walked in, I'm like, round one, probably not too much to talk about. Maddie's like... What's going on? <laughs> Where's Dallas Duncan? Yeah, I, I got a message at 4.01pm. Dallas Duncan, not even in the 17. What a joke. <laughs> Boys, uh, before we get into it, as mentioned, throughout the entire preseason, touching on a bunch of nuggets of gold on the podcast, previewing club by club uh, on different episodes of the podcast, all on the titles, as well as talking about our teams, all sorts of different plans for the season. So go back and listen to them before round one does kick off. Also, for AFL Supercoach players out there, go and check out the AFL podcast. You can find that under the SC Playbook AFL podcasting page, separate to the NRL page. There's a gun team of experts there, including the 2021 runner-up. Great listen, so go and tune into that if you're keen on that. And, of course, the SC Playbook subscription package is available once again for 2024. It gives you access to our premium content for the season, which is additional articles each and every round of the year. Access to our WhatsApp group, our community all in one place. We're putting out a bunch of contributor leagues this season with names on them, wearing them, uh, the SC Playbook community jumping in them. We're going head-to-head this season. Additional stuff all over the place, including access to the major unlimited group prize of $1,000. The unlimited league code is 743596. A grand up for grabs if you can knock us all off. Now, what is in store for today's show? Team list Tuesday for round zero of the competition. The first four sides of the season have been named. We are doing a cheapy deep dive, arguably the most important segment of the preseason. Who we rate and who we don't. Draw analysis, as, draw analysis as well, I should say, went up on site yesterday. Who has the hardest, who has the softest draws to start the season and how does that impact our round one teams? NRL trial, eye catchers or killers. The Supercoach takes from week two of the preseason challenge uh, and, of course, a few listener questions to wrap it up. Before we get stuck into our topics for the day, Spy, I'll start with you, mate, and lots of questions coming in from Supercoaches of all levels, whether they're beginners, whether they're experienced, it doesn't matter. Asking how this round zero stuff works. When we say round zero, we're referring to this this weekend's action, the two games of footy over in Vegas. It's a split round with the following six games in over a week's time. And people are asking, what happens to super coach teams? What happens to trades? Can we keep making them after this weekend? Can you explain to us uh, how it all works? Yeah, I totally forgot to prepare for this. So lucky I'm quick on my, on my feet, boys. <laughs> um, essentially this weekend, so for those that haven't done it before, any player from the four sides playing this weekend will lock out, I think it's five minutes before their match kicks off. But anyone who plays next weekend, so you might be deciding on Parramatta hookers or your your back row conundrum there, you don't have to worry about it unless they're playing this weekend. So next, basically trades stay open and you've got unlimited trades up until the end of round one. But just bear in mind, there's someone you're considering. So for example, you might, be deciding on your hook position and you might say, oh, I wouldn't mind putting Brandon Smith in, for example. You have to decide on him before their kickoff. And if you want to wait for Paratine list, for example, next Tuesday, you actually can't because Brandon Smith will be locked out. So for in my position, 
I'm going to have to forego Brandon if I was thinking mm. about doing that because I want to wait on some clarity next week. But it's unlimited trades. It's not till the end of round one that you get your couple of trades a week. So that's how it works. Yeah. You've done well on the spot there, Spy. <coughs> and just to, to reiterate, reaffirm what you were saying, it's called a rolling lockout, basically. So all the players playing this weekend, can, once the games kick off, those players lock into your team. You cannot trade them in. You cannot trade them out. You can't move them to your bench. You can't put captaincies on them. Once their games kick off, they are locked. The rest of the teams in the competition, the other teams playing in round one the following weekend, you can chop and change and go on as if the season hasn't started yet, as long as it's not impacting the players who have already played. Boys, team list Tuesday, straight into it. Only four teams to touch on this week. A nice and easy one, but a few interesting little pieces from it. At Manly, Ben Trebojevic confirmed on the edge for your boys, Desi. No Josh Schuster, he didn't travel to Vegas under a bit of an injury cloud, a bit of a, a mixed preseason, interrupted uh, with injuries and all sorts of things for him. I mean, I suppose, you firstly, your thoughts on Benny Trebojevic and also Corey Waddell has been named on the bench, which it's not majorly problematic for Ben Trebojevic, but Waddell, who can spend time in the middle, more noted as an edge-back rower, the concern is maybe that Burbo only gets sort of 55 to 60 minutes if Waddell comes on and spends some time on the edge. I, I still think it makes Burbo a good buy and makes him a bit of a worry to play in 17s, though, if you are looking to get him into your team. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, he, he might get 55 to 60 minutes. He still, he still could play 80, you never know. Mm. Waddell has, you know, he, 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 do, he does play um, at lock at times, I guess, but with Jakey there, probably not. <coughs> Um, so yeah, if he spells him twenty minutes, Burbo could still crack out fifty fifty odd points yep. in sixty minutes. He's got a pretty high work rate. He's been going over tries all preseason. I I just can't see how you can't start without him. And I will probably be playing him in my seventeen. Spy, how do you see it? I know you're keen on him. Does this impact you looking to play him in your seventeen? Yeah, he's probably locked and loaded to play in my seventeen before that. Little hiccup. I get the feeling maybe Waddell could play in the middle, but as you said, where's it, where do those minutes come from? So there is some risk there. On my current lineup, I've actually got Drewy Hutchison on the bench, but I think I'm playing him anyway. So mm. I'd prefer round one probably to play those guys who have potential to score tries, set them up rather than relying on like a, a low end front row or back rower. So I think I'll. Based on that, probably just play him and hope for the best. Look, to be honest, Benny's never played more than 20 minutes for me anyway, so I'll take 60. All the bloody head knocks and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, so. he's, just, he's just looking good. Like He does. He's passed the eye test more than any other season like that we've seen him so far. Yeah, he just looks he's, like... He's not enough anymore. He's 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 a player now. He looks like a real boy now. Yeah, he? he's a man. He's grown up. <laughs> so, yeah, week. I'll play him and hope we can drag one. But as I said, if he can be busy, if he comes out and knocks out 45, I'll take it. Lock it in early. That's all you need. Yeah, I'm with you, boys. If he were, if I had him in my two RF position, I, I think like most of us, we've got him down at centre wing with that dual positioning. I feel a lot better about it. If he does play 60, he gets some decent base. And, you know, worst case, he gets 35. With early season CT dub cheapies, that's not the end of the world. Uh, with a bit of upside in him as well. So I'm pretty keen to play him. All that being said, not ideal with him on the bench, um, with Waddell on the bench, I should say there. Ruben Garrick at centre, Jackson Bolo on the wing. That was as expected. Not too much else to touch on at Manly. There is more to touch on at the other clubs. Manly were basically as expected there at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Their back line with a ton of players out. Latrell Mitchell at fullback, Alex Johnston, Isaiah Tass, Richie Kenner, 
and Jacob gave my brother to Dane uh, is on the wing. So that is the back five. In the back row, Jai Arrow has been named on an edge. There was a bit of word that I'd heard that Peter Mamazoulos, the backup hooker at the Bunnies, would be named 14 and I was thinking, sweet. Great news for Arrow, great news for Kepi, great news for any of these forwards at the Bunnies, Cam Murray included. As the side has been named, Saliva Havili has been named there, who spends obviously a lot of time as a middle forward as well. He might give Cookie a bit of a spell if he doesn't get through 80. Maddie, I suppose I'll throw to you first, mate, as our bunnies expert. The main, the first one I'll throw at you is backline, then we'll go to the forward pack. So in the backline, people are going to be looking at Jacob Gagai there at bottom dollar, making his NRL debut, I believe it is, and be a little bit tempted. But there's a few faces who could come back into this side. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, like, good luck to Jacob Gagai. I hope he kills it. Mm. But there's just too many questions and not enough answers. Uh, for me at the, this point to put him in and it's got nothing to do with Jake Gagai it's more that okay first of all when Jackie Whiten comes back who moves, who makes way does Kenna make way or does Gagai make way does Isaac Thompson come in does Tane Milne come in uh, when Munro comes back then who comes in like there's there's just too many variables uh, at the moment so yeah that's that's a tough one I wouldn't be going anywhere yeah. that and, and he's, I think he's 26 or 27 or, or something. Gay. I've seen a bit of him in New South, New South Wales Cup, I should say. Talented footballer, but he's not a well-beater. Yeah. He's not Dane Gagai at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm not like – he's not like a gun, young gun coming in that's like, this bloke's a freak. He could keep the spot. Not saying he won't keep the spot, but there are a few red flags there. Yeah, not in, willing to take a punt on him at this point. Nah. And what about the forward pack, mate? Jai Arrow, when the Mamas Zelos news came out – oh, I shouldn't say news came out. Reports yeah. came out. And I sort of thought Arrow could be the big winner here because – for one, I was thinking Talis Duncan would be on the bench. We saw him come on in the middle in the trials, in the charity shield there. I thought, Arrow, he's a sniff at 80 minutes here. Now with the four-foot forward bench, including Jacob Host, who can play middle or edge, but you'd think there's every chance maybe spend some time on Arrow's edge. How do you see this middle rotation playing out? And is there anyone that you're still keen on, be it Arrow, Kepi, Totola? What do you think? Yeah, it's a tough one. And I would have thought, and maybe this game is an anomaly. We were talking before. Maybe round, the round two team's going to change. They've gone conservative, gone bigger team because the field's a bit smaller. Maybe because it's the start of the year, they've gone a bit more conservative. Um, it's not the team that I thought was going to run out. I certainly thought T- Talis Duncan was going to make the 7 and I, I thought that um, Pete Mamazolos was going to be the 14 as well. Again, I, I'm not sure. I've probably answered my own question, but with such a big bench, why isn't Pete Mamazolos playing? Mm. That's another question. Um, as for what I think is going to happen, I was very confused by the team list, so it's, it's hard to answer that question. But going off this current team, I think that Arrow could play 80, should play 80, whether that's 80 minutes on the edge, could he play in the middle? But now that Host is there, like he's more likely to go on the edge. So it's it's a risk. It's a risk playing um, It's a risk playing Arrow. For Kepi, he, like, he's pretty cheap, so maybe – and he's starting. I think he's going to be a big – Big, big, big part of South this year. So I am willing to take a punt on Kepi. I'm also, I'd be also willing to take a punt on Arrow. It's just that um, this team list that's been named has now kind of blurred the lines. Yep. No, no, good stuff, mate. I get your thoughts, boys, because they are key players in our front row forward rotation for round one, people looking at them. The bench could not have been worse for Arrow in my eyes. I was... Much happy to see Talis Duncan there because he had spent time in the middle in the in the charity shield and it looked like it was going that way. I just don't love it for for him at all. Sean Kepi, the other one, 
Another who looked good in the charity shield. It was against a pretty ordinary Dragons outfit, but the Dragons did come out and look terrific against the Tigers in week two of trials. So, again, trials, you don't want to read too much into them, but Kepi 385k is based on a 41-minute per game average at Manly last season. 0.92 points per minute for a 38-point average. Spy, I'll start with you uh, and your thoughts on Ari, Arrow and Kepi, but, like... Kepi isn't going to get a lot more minutes than that, especially if this bench stays that way for game day. He really needs to start offloading three to four times a game, which he's capable of. But he's also not a spring chicken. It's not like I'm. I'm. I haven't seen enough. Yeah, I think haven't seen enough. Is probably the answer there. I I think I nearly owned him the whole of last year, just sitting on my bench there. He played a couple of buys for me, and he's punched like sixty five for Manly one day, but. That's in big buy minutes. That's not what's going to happen yeah. here, you wouldn't expect. So my prediction around Sean Kepi is maybe average that sort of – might even be 45, but you're taking a bit of a risk for someone that might make 60K. So not for me, especially early days. Herrera is interesting. It would be very nice if Jacob Host dropped off in that final hour. So those that don't know, hour out from the game each week, uh, final lineups get get given. So it could change. Bear that in mind, Matty, before you get too upset. could change. Um, yeah, it is a bit concerning, but get, you all sound a bit bamboozled by it. It's just making I'm not bamboozled, me bamboozled, <coughs> mate. I'm shit scared. It's just <laughs> ma- it's making me just like so so certain that Tommy Turbo is going to shred sales to pieces. <laughs> of course, we're not talking. Like, we're not talking about Turbo. We're no, talking but, about Aaron. But he's playing these. He's playing these boys. So. <laughs> That's not what I'm concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> we I all know, own Tommy Turbo. We're with you. I know. I know. I know. But I'm straight captaining him. You boys don't have the guts to do that. Talk about changing the script. <laughs> and also, Desi, the run you sound bamboozled, but the Raiders are going to pump the Knights in 12 days' time as well, mate. No, no, It's irrelevant, no, isn't no, it? No, no, no. It'll be close, that one. That's what we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> Jai Arrow's minutes. <laughs> no, I'm not touching Jai Arrow. I don't I, know. I, I can't do it. My issue is front rowers. Uh, no sales for me this year. Aren't looking great. Maybe I can find the coin to go up to one of those 550 guys. But at the moment, I just had Arrow locked in at the 460-odd mark, and I liked it. It's good for my team. I hope Mamazelos gets named on the bench. Come game day and Havili, or anyone, Havili or host drop off. I might just leave him regardless. Like, it's it could be a one-week thing. I can readjust. I don't want to go up 100K, then have a front row I don't want anyway and have to drop someone else down. So I might stick with yeah. him. I am going cold on him. That being said, we know that front row forward mid-rangers, there's not a lot of great ones. Out there, you mentioned late mail there, Spy Adam Styles from NRL Supercoach Talk, the OGs of the Supercoach mm. content space from many about over a decade ago. Um, called time last season, Stylesy, one of the best late mailmen in the business, is on board with SC Playbook this season, and from starting this week across our Twitter pages, SC Playbook, and our Instagram stories each and every week. The 24-hour team cutoffs will be there to the minute and also those final team changes an hour before kickoff. So uh, very lucky to have Stylesy on board what this What addition? Season. Are you flying him to Vegas by chance? Find out what's happening at South? Yeah, uh, SC Playbook's not doing that how's one, the, mate. How's the purse? <laughs> how's the purse? If I'm not going, Stylesy's not going. <laughs> Boys, moving on to the Roosters. Big, big watches on the edges for this team going to team lists. Satili Tupanua and Sewell Wong have won the starting edge roles. Sandon Smith beat out Connor Watson for the number 14 role, that utility off the bench. Spencer Lenu starts in the front row, Terrell May off the bench. 
Jabari Hargreaves is still to return. I believe he's next week. Angus Crichton missed the team entirely. Nat Butcher obviously moved to the bench after not being named to start. Spy makes sense of this for me from a Supercoach perspective because it has not made the picture any clearer. Oh, I've got to be honest here. Over the first month, anything could happen with this Rooster side, boys. Um, it could change by game day. It could change next week. It could and very will depend if you're Robertson, Trent Robbo. They started poorly last year. If, if the boys aren't delivering, he's going to shake it up, isn't he? Look at that extended bench. You've got your Crichtons and your Watsons and some other Even Egan names. Butcher. Egan, I love Egan yeah. Butcher. Um, they're going to come in if the boys aren't cutting it. Uh, so we just don't know. Minutes-wise, how many minutes are the boys going to get on an edge there? Like your Wong. Yeah, I mean, Tupanua did look the good, though. If he can return to that sort of form that we saw from him a few years ago. where He's he a try scorer, isn't he? Where he scored like a try every second game. I think he can lock down 80. Wong, I was really keen on. But, yeah, that bench... With uh, Crichton and Butcher, it's just... Uh, Crichton's uh, not even on it. He's extended yeah, bench. I know, but he'll come on yeah, pretty, pretty shortly. <clears throat> but Butch, yeah, Butcher on the bench. He's going to spell one of Tupanua or Wong. Not sure which one. I, I would hazard a guess probably Wong. So I, I even have a feeling potentially he could come on and Tupanua could spend time in the middle. Maybe Wong goes longer. It could give Wong 80, but again, we don't, we don't, we don't know. know. I, I'm, I'm happy to wait, hey? The yeah, only good wait. thing about the bench named for these certain Supercoach relevant players is Sandon Smith beating Connor Watson because Watson would have taken pretty decent minutes, you'd think, in that middle rotation playing lock. So good for Sandon Smith, who we think will, we don't think, he'll spell Brandon Smith at number nine. So that's good. But even then... Let's not say that Connor Watson doesn't come onto the bench for Smith next week. Then you've got another middle forward on the bench. I think I'm happy to watch this Roosters pack. Too many cooks in the kitchen. I am starting one, though. Um, And it's Tyrrell May. I'll look at that bench. I'm still happy with it. As we know, things could change. I just need to get 40. If he could get 45 minutes off the bench. Don't like it. Cheering. Don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to us, Desi. How many? Two question, two part question then. How many minutes do you think he'll get? Give me a prediction. And what will he score? He'll, he'll score 40, 40 and 40, something like that. No, if he gets 40, he's averaging 55 at least. No, nah, no way. If, he, if he's going to average 40... How many minutes do you think he'll get? 30? Or only get about 40. He'll get 40 minutes. Come play a big stretch, score about 55. You he's reckon he'll get boss. 55? This sounds like a bet. Have you watched him before? <laughs> I've, I've seen him play. He's, he's, he's okay, but he's not like a, you know... Terms of, terms of the bet will be posted in WhatsApp later not, tonight. Desi these, numbers, Desi, these numbers aren't going to help your case too much. I know it was in lower minutes, and the PPM, the points per minute, goes down as the minutes go up. But in 33 minutes per game last year, he did score at 1.27 points per minute, which is pretty red hot. And that included his poor start to the year. He's going to go mental. So hopefully 40 minutes for the big dog. 40-plus would be even better, but I'll lock in 50-plus from him. Terrell May, of all those players, I'm tempted to sit back and wait and see the first two rounds, see how this all plays out. I'm pretty keen on Terrell May. Yeah, I'd, rather, I'd rather go up, you know, 70, 80K for Ruben Cotter or Max King. I just mm. think, I think they've got high What ceilings. is, I think it's more than that, it's though. It's more. I, th- I, I agree. Terrell's at 430. I, th- I think King I th- and Cotter are about 550, 560. Cotter's about yeah. 530, I think. No, he's about five. Is he? Maxi King oh, is at 547. It's 120K. It's a fair bit of coin. And Cotter's 542. Yeah, so it's the, you're not going up that much. And these guys are just considerably better players. They're, they're going to get 60, 
60 to 65 minutes. I can see King having a big, big year for the dogs. He's got the offloads. He's gonna. He has to play huge <coughs> minutes, right? Because we, we know that the Bulldogs have a absolutely shocking forward park. Definitely not arguing, but it's I, obviously. I think, I think King's. I, I'm I'm almost close to locking him in. I think he's. If he gets the minutes, mm. I, I don't think, mind I, it either. I, I think he's going to be real good. I'll be honest. Between these guys from, let's say, 4.30 to 5.40K that we just mentioned, Cotter, King, probably to a less degree, Arrow, May, they're dead set. We could be here in a month's time. There could be five points separating everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I need, to, I need to save 120 k Because that K's is front somewhere. row forward, and yeah. that is why we've spoken about going cheap there. I've gone through my whole side, fine-tooth comb. I need to save 120K somewhere. It's, mm. it's going to be Tyrrell May. I trust him more than anyone else, basically. Uh, but, yeah, I'd love to own Max King or Cotter. I just can't afford it. Boys... The Brisbane Broncos, Jesse Arthurs and Dean Mariner named on the wings. All the chat from the preseason was that it was going to be Jesse Arthurs and Corey Oates. Mariner's been named. I will see if it does pan out that way. Regardless, I believe Jesse Arthurs is going to be playing on that right wing, which is a gold mine for try scoring outside Walsh, outside Adam Reynolds. I'm really keen on Arthurs at under 400k. Um <coughs> If you got him, do you well, not lock him? him in. I don't have him. No. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Just, we've no. started the year hot again. Total well, opposites. My centre wing's pretty stuck to already. I've got ITS and I spent off for Kiraz. You've gone up in the CT. Yeah, though, yeah. I've and and I'm gonna I've grabbed Hacho as well. Um, yep. I just think yeah. I mean, I I, I, I respect the buy from you boys. It's uh, you could pan out if he starts if he starts like a you know like a house on fire, then I'll just bring him in straight away. My honest thoughts on Arthur's are that I think it could be a slow burn and I'm not overly confident playing in my 17 too early on, especially on that smaller field, first game of the year over in Vegas. Just because Brisbane have a really difficult draw to start the year, I do think, though, once the draw softens up and the Broncos sort of click into gear and start putting a few scores on, I think we're going to see those 80s, 90s potentially more off the back of it. Ideally, he comes out, sets the world alight first five, six weeks, and we turn him into a gun by round six. I have a feeling it might be more of a round eight, nine upgrade prospect. An early double would be very handy. Lovely. Um, boys, Brendan Piakura suffered that injury late in the preseason challenge game. He's been named. Looks like he's all clear to go. We're all, we're all keen on him, even if he didn't get, na- uh, get yeah. named. I, think. I was going to not buy him if he didn't play. Say he doesn't play. Mm. I w- I've decided I'm not going to buy him. There's so many good little... Sneaky Even if he's, this, he's this close Even if he's a laid out Well they played Penrith round two I think So I was like Or round three So uh, basically no game into Penrith I'm happy just to wait To round four or five Once we let the dust settle Are you still settle. a trade though Because you're going to get him in anyway Really Not necessarily If you look how stacked The mid-rangers are but, he, he scored yeah. 70 in 40 minutes Like it's It's, it's madness <laughs> I think you'd be wasting trade as well Spy yeah. uh, Well I'll tell you Who I've got instead of him then So I've got like Get to him later, but like I would have to drop a Lukey or a Sean Lane or someone, so I'm not dropping those boys. Yeah, he'll so and Pierre Lukey. Kuru came in. Yeah. I took Curran out, so it's Curran for him. But if he doesn't play this week, I'm then playing a weaker bench as well. So I'd rather play someone I can just if rely Curran on. Curran does get named to start at lock. Are you gonna bring him straight back in? I'll have to figure out how, but yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I just have that's this, what I mean. There's I, a lot of I options. have a suspicion that Curran will get named at lock, like which. I, but that's why I wouldn't play Pierre I want to keep yeah. that slot open if yeah, he didn't play this weekend. Yeah. Boys, also report, there was a report that came out today, it might have been Fox or someone, saying that Marty Tapau was going to get the final bench spot at the Broncos and Xavier Willis in the 265k cheapie was going to miss out. 
Willison has been named. Big Marty has missed out. I suppose, Spy, where do you sit with Willison as a front row forward cheapy? Because I'm not saying Fox have necessarily got it right or wrong as such, but potentially when there's smoke, there's fire. We know, I feel like um, Kevin Walters is one of the better ones for naming a team and sticking to it, mm. or has been in the past. But do you have Willison at the moment? I did, but I'm trying to scrounge all the money I can. I've gone down to someone we will it's been discuss. It's a bad day for front row forwards. Yeah, we'll discuss in the trial notes. Um, the All-Star game, Wilson was a monster. Yeah. Um, but How can you not have surely him? Surely he's there. Insanity to not have him. Yeah. I mean, he's been named as a stand, so answer, maybe it was a shit report. The answer to everything Des is asking in his head right now is I'm trying to fit in. Turbo, Ponga, Brown, potentially <laughs> Harry. You don't need Brown. Nico, need Cleary. <laughs> Brooks over Brown. So drop I'm Brown, drop Brown, and get Wilson in. Then <laughs> yeah. that's why. But yeah, no, love it. He's playing. He's a gun. Desi, your thoughts on Wilson? Is he a cheap that you're looking to start the season with? Yeah, absolutely, straight in. He was like first picked in my front row forward. Is he a player? What are you doing with your front row? Are you looking to... There's been a lot of chatter around the front row forward in the last 10 or 15 minutes, mate. What yeah. are you doing with it? Are you going cheap there? Are you starting like a Maxi King and yeah. say a Willison? I'm or going, yeah, that's it. You, you just you, you hit the nail on the head. Max King, <laughs> Wilson, that's it. Or I might go... You're the, starting with Wilson. Or I might go Sam Hughes. <sighs> Sam, uh, I'll go, I might go the double Bulldogs. It's all happening. I like the Sam Hughes play better, especially... You think Sam Hughes will outscore Wilson? <clears throat> yes. Because Wilson probably, could probably get like not that much. Wilson could play like eighteen minutes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Like Haas. So I Karen might just go the double bulldogs. I've, I've got six bulldogs in my team. You know what? I'm just gonna run it. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> run it out, and just I'm just gonna hope that no one else run is is bold enough to run six bulldogs. One of the worst teams, and they could just improve. Like there is value. Crazy. In them. That's how I, I won Supercoach in 2019, right? Like the Eels came last, and then I stacked my team with like Moses and. And Gutho and stuff, mm. and you know they came out and blitzed. So you gotta you gotta find a team that's gonna <laughs> come from basically last to make the eight and stack your team with them early, and then make a make a gap on the rest of the competition. I'm never gonna and, argue, then, and then play sorry. safe. I'm never gonna argue with a sentence that starts with "This is how I won Supercoach." So <laughs> yeah, fair play. Desi, <laughs> I've said it time and time again. <clears throat> I don't agree with a lot of your thoughts, but I can't disagree. I can't argue with your track record. In and that's perfect. That logic yeah. makes we, sense. We've got Adam Juricy at the helm now. He, he knows what he's doing. He's gonna. He'll turn that club around. I actually him, think him and Gus. It could be the same with South Boys. If they do start hot, they're all undervalued after that back half debacle. But it's just that risk. How many do you put in early? You know. So yeah. boys, let's get stuck into our cheapy deep dive and how I'm going to do this. I've gone to the ownership. <clears throat> Sorry. Ownership percentages on the Supercoach page. We're going to go down the big ones and have a bit of a discussion about them. Ethan Strange is the most owned player in Supercoach at 47%. Dual 5.8 CT dub. $238,000 to start the season. I think he's going to start yeah. at 5.8. I would be surprised if KO Weeks is in the 17. I mean, if he's named there, either way, we can't ignore, can we? Perfect 5.8 option, yep. I think. Yep. We've both we've already had a chat about Ben Trebojevic, who is at forty three percent ownership. Sam Hughes, we've also touched on him at thirty seven percent ownership, who we see getting decent enough minutes at the Bulldogs. Even if he does come off the bench, I still think it's decent enough. Bronson Cherry is currently at thirty five percent ownership. Look, he held his own in his first two games back from a four year layoff, which is incredible. 
Thirty-five percent is overs. That's well, it's too, I, it's, it's too much. It's too much. It wouldn't <clears> stun me if he was named to play round one, but I would be surprised. I still suspect, like Stephen Crichton is going to be one of them. If Connor Tracy's good to go, he could. He will probably be the other one. There is um, Jacob Kiraz who could play centre as well. Blake Wilson was good in the trials. Let's say on the hypothetical that he does get named round one, are we happy to pay up three forty-five k for him? And when I talk about cheapies. Let's say 350k and below. Well, you got Drew Hodgson for the same price, the exact same price. Mate, you're the one with six Bulldogs in your team. You can probably <laughs> have both if you want. Make it seven. Make it eight. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going Hodgson over Jerry. I think Spy talked me around uh, into Hodgson. Just last get week seven dogs. With his 50 base. I, I don't think Jerry's going to base 50. I think, I think he needs tries. He, if he gets tries, you know, every three or four <clears> games, he'll probably average 50, 60. Whereas Hacho will just do it in his sleep. You'd have to worry as much, yeah. yeah um, I really rate Bronson Cherry. Um, whole another podcast, but I don't necessarily agree with him and everything in the past and playing and whatnot. But yeah. boy, he can play footy. Three fifty k. He's busy. He's strong. He can find the try line. I think he's a pretty good buy. Especially there are some question marks around of a lot of cheapies we're about to get to that people have picked <coughs> in the CT dub. We might not have a lot of options there. So um, watch this space. But I think if Sherry does get named, I'll be keen to pick him as well because I think mm. he, he's looked pretty good. That being said, I actually don't think he's going to get picked round one. Boys, KO Weeks, 273k, dual fullback, 5'8". Even if he is named round one... I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced he has any job security. I'm not convinced he'll score well if he's there. <coughs> I have not seen enough. And barring a lack of other cheapy options, Spy, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't start with him, but I wouldn't have my hopes up for many scores. I'm feeling real bad about him. He's got vibes of um, Isaiah Katoa last year who we were sort of stuck with and short. And he was Katoa still playing was, 80 minutes and regularly. And Katoa is a really good player but he just wasn't doing anything. you didn't want to play him he wasn't making money he actually played all right <coughs> in the end right? the Dolphins were winning yep, but absolutely just didn't didn't accumulate mm. um, for me I'll probably hat Desi but I'm probably just going to start with Galvin and pair him with Brown if week starts at 5-8 back him in you're going to go the Galvin 70k, 70k cheaper this is assuming there's no strange I'm oh, really I'm really hoping strange players but I'm just going to back him in Hope I don't have to play him, but it just makes. So it you think you, you think Galvin will be there for the Tigers round one? Uh, so obviously they play round two, unfortunately. Yeah, that's so right. we won't know. Two, um, yeah. I just think at the very least he starts off the bench and gets some decent minutes, and at two hundred and four k could probably progress into the starting lineup. Oof, if that's I, a risk spot. If I really need money, that's how I'll probably do it. Like I'm not going to pay another extra. I'm not going to pay an extra seventy for weeks. Put mm. it like that. I'll I'll do yeah. Galvin or something else altogether. Desi Villiami for feeder at 204k, currently in 32% of overall teams. He's dual second row forward, front row forward. At best, he will come off the bench for the Dragons. I didn't like him before they signed <coughs> Luciano Leilua. Now that they've signed him, Fafida may not even make the 17. If he does, I don't think he'll get enough minutes to warrant pick him. I may be wrong, but what are your thoughts on him? I'm not keen on him regardless. Yeah, well, I, I was keen on him. I, I do like... You know, his, base, his basement price, his jewel, he could, he could basically be your nuff to start the year, basically. You, you, you can probably get away with one nuff to start. I always like to just keep someone in the front row who had to leave all season. It's not really a big money-making position. I'm happy to just sit him there and, you know, like a, 
There's, there's, it's a wasteland. Like, just you can get away with just sitting someone there the whole season and not touching them. And obviously, and that, a, that, a dual player if you do basement yeah, yeah, dual, exactly. Give you flexibility. Yeah, I'm happy to just keep him. Even <coughs> He's not even way. a genuine enough though because he could <coughs> play seven minutes off the bench and just be the AA nightmare yeah, in and out. Surely, and out. surely with Lucci coming though, he he probably won't even make the seventeen. Well, you're yeah. better off Miles Martin or Ethan Roberts, but that, you'll figure that out. Yeah, twenty five blokes yeah. in your squad to start the season to make money from all twenty five blokes in your squad. There's no room for nothing. I actually can't wait for next week from. Teams come out and they're sitting here with Timo and he goes, there are no bloody cheapies. And we're going, we're going to have to have enough or two No, or no, one. but you know yeah. what? This is happening in the past. People are acting like it's the first year we've never had cheapies. I know this is looking potentially worse than others, but if it means I pay up for, few, for more mid-rangers and I drop a gun to accommodate that, so be it. But I'll do that before I start enough. <laughs> Fight up. <laughs> Love it. Um, I just got a vibe about the cheapie situation. It is the season of vibes. That's, that's what I'm vibing. Yeah. Who's up next? KL Euro. KL Euro, mm. 219K, 28%. And we can go down also to Chevy Stewart at 26%. 204K, dual fullback CT dub. Jed Cartwright, dual tour F CT dub, 25% owned at 238K. Boys, I don't think any of those blokes are going to get picked. No. No. So no. let's put a line through yeah. all of those. If I was going to nuff anyone. On the Des approach, should it be Chevy Stewart probably, knowing he's every chance to come in, maybe play over Origin. Like, if I ever have one nuff, that's how I do it. Dual fullback CT dub, I feel as though if you are going to nuff... Back row centre would I, be better. I would be back row centering, or I think front row, second row, so Jeff is pretty Jeff, handy. Jeff Cartwright's yeah. probably not too bad an option. But centre back Cartwright could also get a bench spot and play those handful of minutes mm. and be an AE nightmare, so I don't like yeah. him either. Worry about it in seven days' exactly time. Exactly yeah. right, boys. We've spoken about Xavier Willison. All right, the Parramatta hooking conundrum. Brendan Hands and Joey Lussick. Hands at 342k, Lusick's about 313k, Hands is the more popular at the moment at 20% ownership. Lusick actually started for the Eels on the weekend uh, and played the bigger minutes there. You know, we've spoken about it time and time again during the preseason. I missed that trial. Who Did we get a thought on who no, played better did. or not really? No, not really. Yeah. Um, but Lusick, Lusick was the start, chosen starter <coughs> in a strong Eels team. I suppose it's as simple as if either of them is named as the sole hooker for round one, which Brad Arthur said about a month ago he wanted to do this year, we pick them. Yep. Yep. If they don't and they're both there, is it a line through both of them? I think I'm, I'm going to go Brendan Hands either way. I'm going to go Hands, Coruscant. <coughs> I'm almost pretty much locked into those two hookers. What if Lusick starts and Hands on the bench? Well, then I would go Lossick, yeah. You do the yeah, start and play yeah. him round one. Yeah, and just play him. And what, just hope to get 50 minutes or something? Yeah, I think I think they'll probably split it 50-30 or maybe 60-20. Mm. 50-30, yeah. But I'd, I'd, I'm pretty sure Hans will start. I'm, I'm 70% sure Hans will start and play 60, maybe. I'm blowed if I know what I'll do if they're splitting minutes because, yeah. I don't really have a backup plan for that, but we'll figure that out as well. Yeah, I'm watch this space. I'm yep. waiting for team list next week, yep. and then I'm going to make a decision off the back of that. Bloke we didn't talk about before too much in the team list. We spoke about Terrell May, but boy, Spencer Lenu. There was a lot of preseason hype about him coming from the Panthers, premiership after premiership after premiership. We weren't overly keen on him. We thought he would play a bench role for the Roosters, as he always did with Penrith. 332k, he's at 20% ownership. 
Well, Jabari Hargreaves is out, but he's also very much a veteran uh, of the game. Lenu, he's been named to start. Could you pick him in the front row, Spy? What did the average last year? 30... He's never been super good. Like 34 he, or he something. He really in, got... He in, runs hard. He, just double-check that, but I'm He's a sure. damn good footballer. He just, he's never got the minutes. So 32 minutes per game last season for, for a 33-point average. The seasons <coughs> prior to that, 23 and 24 minutes per game, 29 and 29 points per game. I uh, just, maybe he gets to 40. I'm not game. Me either. Based either on that. Either. He'd have to show me why I should pick him, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm the same boat as you boys. If you can change my mind by round three, I'll bring him in happy days. Uh, but if not, Jack Bostock, 314K, looks to have won the wing spot for the Dolphins. Currently at 19.7% ownership. We'll get to the draw soon, but the Dolphins do have, uh, on our ratings, the best draw to s- in the pre-origin period. Makes him temp. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ding. Talk to a spy. Yeah, um, it's all going to come down to next Tuesday and who's available. But at 314, it's not a bad little price for a starting winger in a side where any Bennett's Bennett coach side with Hammer at the back there sweeping and tipping on mm. and whatnot. I'm pretty happy to own a bloke with a really good draw. Assuming he holds his spot, he also plays through the origin period. Uh, they've got all three major buys. So, yeah, he's someone who I wasn't necessarily madly keen on, but if he's got Wayne's nod, he might get my nod as well. few issues for me. Three of his four games last season had scores of 21, 29 and 17. Uh, he averaged 39 because he did have one higher score in that time. Look, he's pretty young. He has come back. He looks bigger, mm. stronger. He looks good. Yep. He's also potentially keeping Jake Avrillo out of this side. It'll be him or Tessie New. Yeah. So the other thing is they go to a Sarko's edge so often. So will Bostock's edge get much ball? For me, it, there would need to be a, a lack of cheapies in the CT dub to He's the him. guy you go up to if you He's the like one that I don't want but might be forced into getting. Yep. Desi, Jaden Braley, I don't even think he's going to be named round one. He had a hamstring concern again. Yep. Line through him. Yep. Uh, Xavier Savage. 15% interested. ownership. Very, very interested in Savage. 350k dual fullback CT yeah, dub. I think I think he could have a career year, really. Um, you know, we talked about the Raiders not being so, you know, they're probably not going to 
even really compete for the eight. Well, we thought that last year and they made it, but yeah, um, yeah, I think Savage could she could have a hell of a year. He's fast. He could score a ton of tries. Um, you know, the young the young halves of the at the Raiders could uh, you know they could surprise. So I think yeah, if you if you wanted to take a flyer, Savage Savage is the man to do it. I think. My concerns by I'm, sorry, I'm, Desi. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I'm very keen on him. I'm I've almost pretty much slotted him into my uh, final center wing spot. I have a few reservations. Job security being one of them. Three fifty k is an awkward price tag. How much good ball are the Raiders going to get? How often is Jordan Rapana going to be putting his winger away into open space? I agree that the ingredients are there to be a great super coach player with his speed, with his ability. I love the Raiders. I don't know how many points we're going to get down our edges. 100% agree. Not questioning the player and probably questioning the, the side and how they play more than anything. I wouldn't hate to own him, but for he me... Could, he'll make a fair few runs a game though, right? If his carries are strong and tackle bars... Jacob Curious sort of player where he's just like, he bases 50 on... He just, doesn't know. He doesn't have the work rate. He hasn't historically. Close. That's my worry. He yeah. could. Obviously, I, he's I a year like, older. Yeah, but yeah. If like, he does... But he's had injury concerns in the past. This is like the first <laughs> time he's really coming in sort of like fully fit. He's... I, th- I think you said he was training the house down. That Apparently report. he's blitzed the preseason. Oh, that's that's enough for me. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not knocking it. That's just, yeah, Again, that's just Desi, my opinion. It's not even. It's not him. I don't know how much good ball he's going to get yeah, there. It wouldn't matter who played there. I'd just feel like oh, I'm not as keen on a Raiders left winger. But if Scott Drinkwater was the fullback and he was putting him into space, sweet lock and load. It'd probably be both the wingers. I'd put myself in on the wing. <laughs> If I was outside Scotty. <laughs> um, no, I'd swap him. We'll touch on uh, a couple more before we move on. Jamin Salmon, th- Salmon, 317K. Never thought I'd be bringing him up in the cheapy chat uh, a month ago, but he actually looked really good starting at lock the last two games. Oof. He's got the dual tour FCT dub. He said 317K, currently 15% ownership. I just... Think if he does start for the doggies, it's going to be in a very heavy ball playing role, and he's going to be sharing minutes with Kurt Mann. With Curran. I think Karen will come on as almost like another prop and just a ball runner. Yep. Not for me. Any interest for you boys? Yeah, in the centers. If the side next week for the doggies is so, there's no Kurt Mann on the bench or something like that, and Karen's in there. I'd Again, we'll see how it plays out, but I feel like you could nearly back Salmon at that price. It's bloody cheap. Despite that, he's still playing in the middle. He'll make his tackles. He'll run a little bit. It's not something I love, but you could do worse than to plug him in at 317k, uh, pending the side. Yeah, and make I can see it. Lot to play I out. can see it backfiring very quickly, and he could be on the bench playing 30 minutes. Uh, Desi, is he one of the 17 dogs you've picked in your team? <laughs> Jeez, he's tempting. <laughs> <laughs> Every single bulldog on this list is just tempting me. I just, I, I can't get enough of them. Seriously, I really think they're the team to target this year. When I did my, we we're doing our team review uh, previews, sorry, and I was going through before the show with Timo before you came on, and I was doing the dogs. I'm like, I have to go because I had notes on all of them. I yeah. was a bit like, you know, like, they've all got some value here. They, they all have value. <laughs> yeah. you, you could literally start with seven, eight Bulldogs in your team and get away with it. Yeah. They, did, they did beat Melbourne in round two last year. In Melbourne from memory, smashed them. They're an interesting one. Boys, Maverick Guy at 14% ownership for the Penrith Panthers, bottom dollar to our Panthers. I 
didn't play World Club Challenge. I don't think he's going to sneak onto the bench for them there. Sufi Logo at the Storm, dual fullback, CT Dub, 13% ownership, 339k. Best case scenario, he gets a bench spot for the Storm and plays seven minutes per game. Put a line through him in less name to start, which won't happen. Moving down this, Morgan Smith is 345k, just ticks this box. We didn't touch on Drew Hutchinson there, but we have spoken about him. Smithies played his first game in Australia at lock for the Raiders in the trial. Only played a handful of minutes, but looks to be what should be a pretty decent minute lock spot. Only available at 2RF, 12.9% ownership. He's just giving you a workhorse there. The concern is Corey Horsburgh coming back, I believe, at round three. I just think we've got a good worker who's going to play a decent minute. Spy, I'm pretty keen. On an unrelated note, we'll have to have a brother's catch-up call Wednesday night next week. Maybe just talk some minutes to Sambo because I need to hear it from him that he's they love him down there. Jeez, I bet you enjoy saying that for the first time on a podcast. Oh, I didn't have know. to be like, how do I say this? That like, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, keeping it away. Um, I'm not even joking. I'm going to call Sam and go, the hell's going on in Canberra because if he rates Smithies and they like him straight in because a worker yeah that price they if he's, he's going to tackle like everything him. yeah <laughs> can't Bateman. go wrong can you budget Bateman yeah yeah budget Bateman don't mind that not as good as John Bateman but but busier yeah, maybe just in the middle tackling all day and he doesn't have a tan I noted which was good to see from a <laughs> pommy stored boys Aiden Caesar this tough five eight position they don't obviously pay to round two but well, I, th- I mean I think we all imagine he'll be there not goal kicking 12 percent ownership can either of you make a case for him I'm not what's, he, at what's all. he average in previous seasons not he was never great mate and if he did average all right I don't have the numbers in front of me it was he was goal kicking at different stages for the Raiders yeah Definitely not. Yeah, probably. If he's goal kicking, I'd be that would be a different yeah. conversation. Yeah. But nah. Yeah, yeah. Goal kicking. He's very steady. Sees. What about also at five eight? Kyle Flanagan. Uh, <coughs> look, he looked good at the trial on the weekend, and he did get a lot of ball alongside Benny Hunt there. Five eight only three ten k. Ten percent of teams at the moment. Lomax took the duties back, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's the issue. I was actually half keen on Kyle. If he was kicking. I probably would have done if he was goal kicking. Yeah. Just due to a lack of Just other that options. Terrible 5 8 slot, but again, not goal kicking. Nah. Desi? Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks. <laughs> pay up, pay up. 240K. You got Luke Brooks there. So will it be him and Strange for you, provided Strange gets picked at 5 yeah, 8? Yeah. What's Brooksy going to average opening six weeks? 65. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, Kane Bradley, the shock naming on the edge for the Storm in that mm. second trial game in Fiji against the Knights. Dual CT dub to RF. 238k, starting back rower. It's almost too good to be true. I think it is too good to be true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no chance. Like, Bloor's around there, so he obviously missed out. Howarth is around there, he's missed out. Obviously, it's a big, let's say for hypothetical purposes that he gets named to start there, round one. Seventh centre, bang. Just lock him in and see what happens. I mean, he is one that if he did nuff out, he's worth nothing. He has that dual 2RFCT yep. dub. Not that I would ever start with enough, but if it did eventuate that way, he's as close to as good as you're going to get. Des? <clears throat> Not till his no mid-season comment. transfer. No when he transfers Wait. the Bulldogs yeah. mid-year, maybe. I, you know what? I'm praying he doesn't get named next week on the edge because I don't want to have that. Headache you don't I want. won't feel good about it. But yeah, Just I'll the fact he's 230k in Jewel is where I'm like, that's I fine. Know. He just going play. down this list of like how many <coughs> players are in between the ownership of like 7% and 15% mm. 
is insane. I've never seen it <laughs> like that before. It's a very, very exciting season ahead. And is Kotrick going to play wing, by the way? We don't no, know I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. He played off the bench in the trial. They love Hopawaide there. He played fullback in, in that same trial. Yep. I mean, it'll be Savage one, him one. Yeah, so I don't and believe so. Uh, Liam Henry at the Panthers Didn't get named in the World Club Challenge Or may have got named Played very limited minutes Don't like that uh, I think we've probably Pretty all ticked him off We have one to go Which I'll save for the team list review A fella at 6.7% ownership We will get to it shortly Boys Before we do get to that though If you've been sleeping in your parents' granny flat You've been working your butt off at work you're sitting on a small fortune as a result. You don't want to wake up dusty on a Saturday morning and prep for NRL Super Saturday with siblings and all the distractions that come with it. Maybe it's time you dip your toe into the property market. Most people out there think there's no chance of being able to afford property, but it's far more achievable, achievable than you actually think, whether it's an investment property or if you're trying to own your own home. If you're interested in finding out a bit more about it, whether it's to buy now or planning to buy in the future, reach out to Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. Usually, it'd sting you $129, but if you mention SC Playbook, it's completely free of charge. You can do so by flicking the boys a message on Instagram at patandgeorge underscore SCW, or you can give them a call on 02-9521-1611. Doesn't matter where in Australia you're based. Their email and more details are in our predicted teams article on the top of our website. Boys, draw analysis. Shout out to Matty Perso for putting this cracker of a yarn together on our website. And while I'm getting that up to go through, firstly, I'll get both your thoughts. Spy, I'll start with you, mate. How much do you look into strength of schedule across a Supercoach season and being round one, in particular, how much over that, those first five or six weeks? I used to do it more than I do now. I've actually made a conscious decision this year to just forget about it a bit more. I think maybe, Desi, you've always done that to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, starting to, starting to realise. Just trying to pick, like the Roosters last year I always mentioned, but I tried to pick them on a hot start. They didn't do it. Defences are strong. You don't quite know what the new season unfolds. Ease, yeah, the teams ease into <coughs> seasons. You know, they don't, you don't want to come out, out my, of the box. My best year was when I started with Penrith guys in the tough positions when they were yeah. probably a little bit, Younger than now, so they had a bit of value, and I could trust them because they're an awesome side. Your new points were coming outside of like a Penrith now, who were obviously peak price um, outside of Taylor May. That's mm-hmm. like someone like that. Far less. I don't tend to have a look at attacking options now of who I want to target with weaker matchups, so to speak. I do do the opposite though, and just have a little look at that early run. Who plays Penrith? Who's got to buy? Which is why our first side, Melbourne Storm. They worry me. I've spoken about it before, but Penrith round one, by round four. For me, it's almost like they get two games in the first month when you look at mm. that, when you can get the value elsewhere. So for someone like Ryan Pappenhausen, also coming off injury, confidence, that's easily a big enough question mark to start without him, even if he was goal kicking. Um, Harry Grant is a little bit different because he works his butt off and he can you know, score against anyone, obviously, but that's the kind of thing I'll look at. Like, Bypass Penrith is a big flag to me. Anything in the middle, not going to be overlooked at. But I mean, it's a good, it's a good splitter. If you're sort of not sure between two guys, especially attacking upside, sure, take the weaker draw. But I'm not going to overcook it early. That's more a mid-year, late year. That's when you can really target things. Desi, yeah. you're not too concerned about the draw, no. more so early on or across the year. No, it doesn't concern me whatsoever. I, I barely look at it at any stage. At any stage, no. 
any t- any it's it's the nature of the game. Any except for Penrith, <coughs> Penrith and like Brisbane, basically the only teams that <coughs> I really think, well, yeah, maybe you're not going to score too well against them, especially Penrith because <coughs> their defense is just so rock solid. But other than that, draws it's just not that important for me. Does the case scenario of Melbourne Storm worry in this case with Penrith game game by is that enough to? Sway you at all, or are you still not concerned at all? No, not concerned. Not yep. concerned. Yep. I do look into it, boys. Not. Um, it's, it's far from being the be all and end all, but I, I do think it's very important. Uh, not so much with forwards. Forwards will go out there, you pick them on their base, the work rate, what they're going to get through. If they can get any attacking stats, it becomes a bonus. So I don't really care about draw for forwards. For backs, though, and I know, I know that. Ceilings aren't hit as often early in the season, but if you're looking at your, your strike players like Cleary, like Hines, fullbacks is the best position. Someone like Ryan Pappenhausen, who we'll get to the, the order of the, the rankings shortly, but the Storm have one of the hardest draws to start the season, as you both alluded to, who I was keen on. All right, sure, the goal kicking that he isn't now, now doing was the biggest factor, but just looking at their draw, I went, you know, he could have several 40 or 50 point games in this, while at the same time, Caelan Ponga, who has one of the best, I think he's top five draws in the season with the Knights to start the year. Ponga could easily have three or four 130 or 140s in it. So I definitely care about the draw. I'll add to that. You're right. The elite guys at fullback, mm. I certainly went, who's got the best draw here? Because that's where you're paying top draller. Who's your most likely to pump out a 160, 170 against a somewhat yeah, weaker draw, side? Draw only matters for <coughs> halfback, fullback, hooker. Yep. Like those elite well, I don't even I don't even think for hooker because yeah. as I said with a Harry Grant example, he'll get through his work, he's he's good enough to get attack <laughs> against any team in the competition. He doesn't really worry me, hooker doesn't really worry me. But, but as we look at this right now, the Dolphins have the best draw. Mm. So you're thinking, who's the Dolphins hooker? Well, Marshall King. Marshall King. So that would be a good so example of it. It certainly example. helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, know what? I mean? When it comes to hookers, though, and I get it, he's a running hooker, they can split them through the guards, get these line breaks. If some teams dominate a weaker team, hookers can often just distribute, distribute. Yeah, 30 all tackles, the, that's yeah, all. And you're all like, oh, the attacks done on the, edge the So I do agree. The other thing I forgot to mention was I look a little more into buys this year where I just didn't want to overload too much in that first four to six weeks where – you know, the back end of my bench who I have to use is still quite weak before you generate cash. So I've actually stacked it pretty well that I don't have too many guys on the buy early. I'm not going to brush a gun because of a buy, any means, but I'm not, I have tried to vary it just a little bit there and just balance it out across that first four to six especially. So I'll give you an example of why how it's impacted my team. Uh, and to go forward a little bit to our – we won't spend too much time on the, the trial pointers because I have a guru and I, guru's shot off to Vegas – as we're recording just about. So we recorded beers and break evens this morning. We've done a lot on the weekend games, gone through game by game. So listen to beers and break evens tomorrow at 3pm if you're keen on that one. Um, Hamisa Tabuafito, a bloke I've spruiked all pre-season. That trial game, the loss to the Warriors, I wasn't impressed. His work rate wasn't quite there. The Dolphins didn't look great. Had my reservations. At the top of our rankings, we've got the Dolphins with the easiest draw to start the season. I've gone, all right, that fills me with a lot of confidence. If he has the draw of Melbourne to start the year, I'm not picking him. Different ball game. Mm. I'm big on – I probably would have had a look at Antipody Nico to start the season. 
at a pretty good draw. So that's an example yeah. of where it matters. Like if Nico had that tougher draw early, I'd be very happily antipotting him at, at 970k or whatever it is. But as soon as that's a reasonable draw, I go, he'll just do his go about his business. But if it was Penrith and a buy early, there's you looking at no, that. Got two no. <laughs> so just no. So just if, no. if Cronulla went, that's a big no. If no. Cronulla went Penrith, middle middle buy, you'd still take Nico at a mill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've Nick, got Nico Hines. Like you cannot take him out of your team. Him and Cleary locked in <coughs> entire entire season. Like we've they got will some, not be traded once. We've got some division here. Desi doesn't give a rats about the draw. <laughs> the Spies sort of half enough leaning towards giving less rats about the draw. But I still, still do look into it. Maddie the water boy. <coughs> when you're super coaching footy in general, you might be having a punt. Any sorts of things. Is the draw and, and, you know, the upcoming couple of games, is it something that you take into consideration or not? 100%. 100%. If I'm, if I'm just watching a game, mm. yeah, yeah, I'm always always 100% looking at the draw. You take it into consideration, but it, it shouldn't, like, you know, it shouldn't be the defining factor of your decision-making process in terms of who you trade in. No, no it's, it's, it plays a factor. It plays a factor. Not, not it's an influencing out of component. 10, it, it's a two out of ten factor for me. Two, I reckon I'm at like four, five, and maybe you're at six, seven. six or seven. Yeah. yeah, just quietly, super random. But speaking of Guru, do you reckon he's just got us on listening on the plane? He's had a few stubbies and he's just drifting off to sleep now, like on the long haul. Do yeah, we can freak him out? He's just listening half asleep. Guru. <laughs> 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 Pay, anyway. a, pay a flight attendant to start tickling yeah. my head while he goes to sleep. That's how my head works. I'm he'd not talking footy. He'd be up in his element up there, the big fella. <laughs> Jeez, I hope we get him back from Vegas alive. <laughs> hey, boys. So, Perso's uh, criteria for this uh, st- strength of schedule, we won't spend too, too much time on it. The yarn is up on the website, and there's a million different ways you can look at strength of schedule. This is how Maddie's done his very deep dive into it. He has taken into account home and away games. He's basically looking at the pre-Origin period, those first 12 rounds leading into Origin 1 where our Supercoach teams change and become willy-nilly. Home and away schedule, he's looked all the way at days turnaround between matches, so like five-day turnarounds, things like that, which generally work against teams. Factors such as travel between venues, um, along with a side Supercoach attack and defensive record from 2023. So he hasn't missed a beat. Really Comprehensive We'll touch on Quickly the top sides And then the bottom <laughs> sides After And players that we think Are impacted So the Dolphins The Dragons And the Knights Have the softest draws uh, In the opening stages Of the season Followed by the Sharks Raiders And Tigers um, Spy Anyone there Sort of comes to <coughs> mind Straight away I guess KP Is probably a big one For the Knights Yeah Ponga Mizu If you wanted to take A big flyer on Mizu He's expensive But like He could absolutely kill it he definitely could. Yeah. Is the draw enticing you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm, 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 sticking, I'm sticking with Kiraz. <laughs> yeah, I love Kiraz. Um, Shh, don't I, say his I name. don't know where he is. Where the doesn't matter with him. Does, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, with him at all. It actually quite. doesn't matter with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and like someone like Nico Hines with that Sharks draw, as you said, yeah. Spy. If the Sharks had a really hard draw, you could, you know, flirt with the idea of any potting in. But with Could a soft it. draw, you go. He could go one fifty the first three games. And I was thinking about. High scores during the week before we came in, and I don't know if I can explain this well, but it's like you don't want to miss that first 180 of the year, do you? Those seasons you have it, and some people are on the 180, you miss it, you go, bugger, I'm so far back. The best way to obviously get that 180 is have 
as many guys as possible that are going to do that to give yourself the best mathematical chance. So that's what I'm trying to do is just not miss out on the guys that have that upside and try to build a team around them rather than going, I'll pick one of Nico or Cleary and then you get the wrong one and they score 200 and you go, shit, I've gone the wrong person. Yeah. Just have them both and, and worry about it later. But Stress less. Yeah. Just briefly looking at this, it's like wild. It's like <coughs> the, the top eight teams have yeah. the worst draws <coughs> and the worst eight tra- teams have... The best draw. I'll be get, get a little bit insane. get a little bit tinfoil hatty, but I feel as though there's a bit of uh, <coughs> I do feel there's a bit of bias coming into this yeah. by the NRL each year. I feel like it, we have it, a similar it does theme. Seem each like year. It, I think yeah. they'd be mad not to, to be honest. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Put it this way: the <coughs> Dolphins, they have who again the second year in the NRL, they probably want a few favors. Showed last year they don't really need them, but three of their first games are at home. They leave Queensland once in the opening 11 rounds. They play three sides from <coughs> last year's top eight during those first 12 rounds of the season. Looked after them. Yeah. It's not a tinfoil hat. That's a good old yeah. Seinfeld hat, that one. Yeah. That's, it makes <laughs> sense. Um, Broncos get the same treatment. Lost. Boys, so of the, the, le- the toughest draws for the season, going from 17 down, so hardest uh, onwards, the lot of the Vegas teams... The Roosters, I mean, if Maddie's taken into consideration travel, that's a few cases up there. Roosters, he actually goes on to say and have a little bit of a section on Vegas and saying they've got ample time to recover. Don't look into it too much, so don't freak out about that. Good. Roosters, Storm, Seagulls, Rabbitohs, Broncos, Panthers. As you said, they're the top, basically the top eight sides from last year. That's that crazy. Sense. Yeah. So are there any sides? I know we touched on the Storm before. Are there any plays that come to mind there, boys, that you know you go a little bit cold on Spy as a result yeah. of the draw? I only really looked at the Melbourne guys this year, which was essentially Pappenhausen. Yeah. Outside of that, the draws, yeah, it's not making too much of an impact on me. Desley will be happy to know. I, I just still wouldn't have... Even even if Pappenhausen was number one, like Storm had the best draw, I would still have Turbo Ponga to start. That's probably fair as well. Yeah. That opening month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at some like the Broncos who, so they've got two game. Yeah, I won't get into too much detail. Have but a read. They, 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 they're all in there. They have a tough draw to start the season. Reese Walsh was a guy that I was really keen on, and in such a high upside position, like fullback. Reese Walsh scared me because we know he can go low in tougher games. I think he's going to have a blistering year. He's one that factors in. Yeah, I, I just his style of play. Yeah, hundred percent. Whereas Scotty Drinkwater would be one if he's got an easy Definitely. draw. So he's the guy that tears the Reece, sides apart. At Tommy Turbo, who's also at fifteen with Manly, actually don't think Manly's jaws too too bad. Spy, we were looking at it pre-game and pre-show, I should say. And because the Bunnies have a few injuries and concerns in there, as do a few other sides, it it's maybe not as bad, but. I feel like on a bad day, if Tommy doesn't get his attacking stat, he has a lot of runs, he has a lot of tackle bars, he offloads. He it's, it's a different style of play to a drinky who can torch some lesser sides yeah. and not necessarily yeah. struggle against top sides, but you'd be a lot more scared to play a drinky against a Penrith than you would as a, a Latrell yeah. or someone. As I said, boys, our yeah. NRL trial eye catches. Whilst Carlos did an uh, SC Playbook weekend <coughs> recap, uh, which is there you can listen to, whilst it's an absolute gun, Guru and I have a really good chat about it uh, on the podcast going live, Beers and Breakams at 3pm tomorrow. We also have a new <coughs> podcast, short, sharp, about 10, 15 minutes of a Wednesday night, The Late Show. We're just getting peppered with quick fire questions. It's fun. Exposing Guru for the fraud that he is, so <laughs> a good little listen On there. the spot. Can I give one shout out from the trial notes? 
highly super coach relevant. We are chatting stage. about it, mate. We are going to do it. Thought yeah. you were going to brush it. No, no, That's no, right. no. I said we'll touch on him briefly. Carry on. You can lead us away, man. Joe Chan. Yeah, good was he? Yeah. Melvin player. I don't know if he'll ever come into relevance or whatever, but just someone that literally caught my eyes like, who is that? Son of a gun. Yeah. Alex Chan? Matty? Alex Chan, he's over? Alex he Chan. was my real younger days when I was gun. about 10, yeah. yeah. But no, he, he looks, looks good, good so we'll see how he goes throughout the year. Alex Chan, <coughs> oh, boys, I hate hate Spruken players that I love on here, especially preseason. but Helam Lukey, I put him in my team before the weekend's game, came out, fortunately didn't get a, get two or three tries and get on everyone's radar, but he did, did look a million dollars. He played big minutes. He had about 16 runs. I said I already owned him, but I think – off the back of that performance, rightly so, his ownership will probably go up. Yeah, I took our kick out with Lukey in. Yep. Spite. Love Lukey. Um, just throw a spanner out there just to help us a little bit. He is injury prone. We'll probably backfire, he'll get hurt early. Does but get a lot of injuries. Hasn't really played 80 minutes in his yeah. career to date. What else can we think of? Uh, they're big too. And it is relevant. I know we're having a laugh there, but that's the only risk around him. But I, we've spoken about I'm taking upside and young talent over everything else. Um, Maybe yeah. they sign Liam Martin and Cam Murray before the season starts. Could happen. Are under Player swap. Anything could happen, really. Yeah. Saw calf. Boys, we've had uh, – next one on my list, we've had a bit of a chat about Josh Curran. I've had a chat about the Hammer. I didn't love what I saw from him on the weekend. I've caught a little bit cool on him. I think I'm going to back my gut. As I said, it's a great draw for the Dolphins. I think he's a star. I, I'm just going to back it in. If he doesn't go well the first few rounds, the Dolphins have a buy in round three it is. I'll move him to Kiraz or whoever it might it's be. It's a very easy flip. It is. It's an yeah. easy flip. Uh, boys, the next one. Holy heck, Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Oh. Had the concerns pre-season, coming back from Union, getting a bit older at 30 years old, not too old, but playing left edge at the Warriors, which historically in recent years hasn't seen much ball. <laughs> Desi, oh boy. He, <laughs> I, he, I he, said he, it last week. <coughs> lock him in. You did, you lock did. Him in. He's still not sleeper. locking him in, but Jesus, good. Lock him in, Spy. No, I don't lock wanna, him in or fall behind. <laughs> I don't want a left centre at 550. <laughs> don't need it. There are still Kirby red flags. Farmworth is like 600 and something. Yeah, I don't want him either. <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do they'll, with it? He'll be a gun. <laughs> he will be. They'll, nah. they'll both be absolute guns. We'll weave him in at some stage, but not to yeah, start. Herbie oh, does 540. It's, it's a bargain. Kiraz and Taylor May have got money to spend elsewhere. It's already two good centres. Mm. Yeah, I'm warming to him big time, boys. And Get him, man. I, I just think, you know, I've mentioned this on beers and break evens, but he might not play a massively roaming role, but... Roger Tavarsha, he's going to go and get himself involved as much as possible. I think he had eight tackle busts in both games. I suspect that Tane Torpiki is going to be at fullback in round one with um, Chance Nicol Cookstad injured until about round three or four. But if RTS got named fullback, because he did spend time at fullback in the trial, lock and load. Oh, that's a whole different yeah. ball game, yeah. Um, Spy, anyone that caught your eye, mate? Uh, Tommy McKayley, I think everyone who watched that game probably saw how damaging he was, and it wasn't so much that... He just got upgraded to top 30 about There we go, that's what ago. I wanted to hear. Uh, <laughs> oh, just, it's like the supercoach gods just waiting for the moment. Oh, I just thought it was awesome. So for me, it's just, speaking of someone who's desperately trying to free up 50 to 100k could be the difference between mm. getting an extra elite guy or not. Maybe it is Willison down to... Him at 45, 50k extra tackle bus and he offloads heaps. So that's why I was like, if you can play, he's, I have to look at the size. If you can get his 25 
minutes and averaged 35. Mm. I still don't love it, but I'm not playing him. He's my fourth front rower. It's an interesting one, but he's, he caught the eye. I need to really, really sum up before Sunday if I'm going to lock in Willison or go someone like McKaylee. It's a decision, but he, he looks so good. He did it's look trial good, footy, but... Yeah. He did come on <coughs> and beat up the Raiders, essentially, not reserve grade, but reserving a bit. Um, I must say, McKaylee, even when he was at the Tigers, he always had something about him. Yeah. Like, he was raw and he had a few issues there, but, like, he's always had that attacking ability, so... My side at the moment. Maddie, anyone that caught your eye from a Supercoach perspective in the trials? Yeah, um, we, I mean, we've spoken a lot about, but more, more so, not really what they did in the trials, but just how they lined up in the trials. Like, yeah. I, I, if you asked me three weeks ago if Sicily Tupinol would be in the Rooster 17, I would have said definitely not. Um, I said a few weeks ago, I've got Val Holmes in my team. Hopefully him getting um, stood up by Tim Walko has made people oh. go off him. Um, because That's he's exactly what you want to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want my players to go... Shit outs in the trials, um, but yeah, like the 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 ones we've we've said already, like Ethan Strange, he absolutely killed it. Like surely he makes he's five eight. I mean, half Supercoach has him at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's ma- it's mainly the, the team listing, like the like you know Wong starting Satili. Firmer on the left. Firmer, that's a big one too. Yeah, yeah. that was big. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Shout out line. to speed of could be anything guru. Jonah Pezzett, we've all seen him play, but I just can't wait till he's playing properly. That try he scored is right up my alley of just my favourite footy play. Just glances inside, glances out. See you later. Who's chosen goes through oh. the middle of the field in an NRL game? Untouched. It was so Real good. question marks over the defence, but you still got to be able to do it. He did it uh, so it well. Awesome. So he was great. Um, and Eli Katoa, we know what he can do. I'd love to squeeze him in. The only way I could squeeze in an Eli Katoa. He's about 650. Him and Jerome Hughes' combination is vintage. There is three or four out-and-out value propositions in the 2RF that are like already near top dollar in that 650, but there are so many 400Ks that you're like, I've just got to spend. I do think Eli Katoa's pending health. He'll probably average like 75 for the Mm. year, but I'm pretty happy to jump on. Make some money, hopefully, real quick. He might be my, nearly my first target, sort of around six post Melbourne buy. Him and Jerome, his combination for the ages is good. Boys, a few questions before we wrap it up for the show. First one from Matty O'Keefe, and it's a good one. Any hesitations around Jacob Kiraz not playing in the trials? He's now thinking RTS, he says. Not in my team at the moment. Someone I've been keen on, but I'm happy to watch early. For a bloke who we know had injury history last year, it's got to be a bit of concern, Spy. I'm just going off what we spoke about a few weeks ago. If he's named to play, he's healthy. Yeah. He's yeah. Not, he's not. I'm not overthinking it. If he's named to play, he's good to go. Desi? I've got both of them, so that's my answer. Fair enough. Uh, question from Mitchie Turner. Desi, super pod territory, Mitchie says. We know you love a super pod. Moses Sully. Moses Sully looked unbelievable. I like it. I actually, I <laughs> really, really like this way. Oh. I've been so close to buying Moses Sully in the past, in like previous seasons. I really like it. Mitchie Turner, go for it. He was a monster. Yeah, he, and we he, know he's, he's got such it in a him. he's such a big unit. Like I just I think he's massive Superboard territory. I'm not sure what his ownership is, but yeah, you get my green tick of approval. And he, Flano, beat, like I mean both Kyle, but um, Shane Flanagan just. Utilised him so well. I mean, he did the same yeah. to Jack Bird in 2016 when they won the comm and got the best out of him as a centre. 
he really unlocks Sully. So I'm not doing it because I'm not going with the Dragons attacking player off the back of one trial win over the Tigers, but he did look great. Monitor territory. And we know he's got super age potential in him. Uh, question for me from Sam. Tim, when you reflect back on the season, you came second. Can you remember what went so well? Did you start off... <coughs> Screen's going to be uh, blurry. Did you start off hot and now and then try to replicate that, or and now try and replicate that, or did you build bank slowly and progress up the rankings? Just wondering what you suggest when building around one side. I'm I won't go on for this for too long, and I included it for the reason that I just wanted to say that while I go into the season with an approach of building bank and squad value, and that's why I don't enough early. I often start the season really slow because I focus on getting that squad value. You blokes mentioned going nuts, going these awful cheapies. And I'm like, I'm happy to pay out for a few mid-rangers and build that squad value over time. But more importantly, I didn't do anything outlandish that year. I, I was relatively conservative in my approach. I had a few pods here and there. But like I know, Desi, you have had a very different approach when you won it and yeah. you do go down that pod route a bit more. The point is there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. And you can win it being aggressive. You can win it being conservative. I think people think they have to go for pods and these low ownership options and massive anti-pods yeah. to and win And like it. we said, it's not always about team value. You don't have to, you know, make a million dollars more to no. – it's, it's points over cash at the end of the day. Most points wins. Do you know where, roughly what round you went, oh, it's a hot start, like, I'm looking all right this year. Was it like, hard to tell? You have to check no, for next week. If you can remind me for next show, I'll be able to get it all up. And Interesting. I, I can get up. But same thing. I remember I started off, and I think I went like 40,000th, 20,000th, 10,000th. Maybe by like around six or seven, I started to creep towards that top 500. But I do it every year with the nature of my squad. So I'd be curious to see both you and Desi when you first cracked top 1,000 and top 200 or Desi something. Desi was there. You were there worth really a look. early, weren't you, mate? Yeah. Um, good. So I might be able to get that up just quickly as we as I throw to another question for you. Here's a good one from Matthew Mangan. Not for everyone, but the best option to partner Hines at halfback, provided the name isn't Nathan Cleary. So nearly came to blows with uh, Guru over this one on the podcast this morning. But Excellent. Just because he couldn't give me an option. Look, I think we're all going Cleary-Hines. We're happy with it. Sammy Walker. Not everyone wants to do that. Sammy Walker for you. Love to start with Sammy. I've done Sammy last. Walker for sure. I'll for start sure. in Sammy Walker in the house before I even debuted. I might as well do it again. Yeah, Sammy nah. Walker is a definite, definite yes. I thought going back to trial takes. I thought Mitchie Moses. You, you didn't see that game. I didn't, but he was sweeping out the back Mitchie on the left from unreal. what I saw in the highlights. He took way more ball than Dylan Brown. That no does two. worry me a little bit. Um, was playing short side. Mitchie Moses and the Eels themselves, to be fair, looked outstanding. Mm. Here's my 2020 season. 3,600 after round one. I was 40,000 after two, round two. That's your round round. Oh, round one, sorry. 3,600 after round one. I was 13,000 after round two. 8,700 after round three. 2,200 after four. 498 after round five. 195 after round six. Then I was top 100 rest of the season. So still top 500 into 100 around rounds five Five, to seven. Mine mine was 30,000, 2,000, like 200, seventh. And then first, the For, rest of the, the rest of the way. So good. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I lost it. I lost. Uh, uh, lost it. Second, second last round of the season. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So I held it for eighteen weeks and Nerves. then or seventeen weeks, 
And then I and then I snagged it right right at the end, back <laughs> off all. I think you want to have a really good week somewhere inside those first six weeks where you just go boom, yeah, bang, just yeah. kickstart your campaign, That's and then great. you can play a bit more conservative and off then the like, back of it, and then yeah, and then hit the pods at the end. I feel like my worst years when I haven't had that one early. I'm like I don't quite know how to attack it then. So if that happens this year, we've got to have a we'll have a prime chat around like what do you do if you start a bit slower? Do you attack more like? Maybe Have I've been to. too conservative. Have I think to. I've been in years I've haven't done as well. I've probably stayed too conservative. Yeah, uh, but it's a tricky one. Let's start flying, lads. We don't have to worry about it. Eh? Boys, last question from NRL Supercoach <coughs> Amateur Desi. I'll start with you, mate. You hate a strong opinion. Twisties or burgerings? <laughs> burgerings. Spite. That is the toughest question. Both very good. Chicken twisties also good, but it's got to be burger wings, doesn't it? They're a classic. Maddie. Both are absolute dog shit. Ooh. What? Burger rings I would never touch in a million years. I might I might touch cheese twisties, maybe. Best part about burger rings as well. Burger rings are just hollow crap. Who hurt you as a child? What nah, happened? I don't know. Burger rings. Man. What, what do you <laughs> like burger rings you can put on all five fingers and just hook in. That's Yeah, that's right. cheesels. Cheesels are way fun. better. That wasn't the question though. Burgerings are a <laughs> Yeah, but cheesels are good. <laughs> They're good too. It's a knockout win for burger rings. Boys. Big show today. It always is when we touch on the cheapies. It's I teased about it all season, but we finally got some team lists and the trials were done. A better idea of it. Uh, so I think it was worthwhile going a little bit longer today. Spite, cracker, mate. Tell you what, started the pod not feeling good at all. Mm. Finished it, fired up. You beauty. Supercoach, better than any medicine you can get from the yeah, doctor. Yeah, good. Now where's my endone? No. Desi? <laughs> <laughs> Sin City, here we come, boys. <laughs> Tommy Turbo, he's going to shred cells apart. <laughs> Man, he's going to be weeping. Oh, we didn't touch on, probably important, but are we captaining anyone this weekend or not? Oh, you are. yeah, good point. Obviously, Turbo, straight <laughs> off the bat. Yeah, you haven't mentioned that. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm not, but, yeah, just is there anyone that catches your eye, your Turbo? I think everyone else would go, if they were smart, <clears throat> if they were, if they were smart. a logical man, they would go Caelan Ponga. I will be going Caelan Ponga, which is Thursday next week. Which mean I didn't actually thought this far ahead. So it could be like oh, I was meant this weekend. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, yeah. Ponga is the first game of next week. So which means VC will have to come from this round. So it's going to have to land on. I've got no one on this. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anyone like high upside there anyway. So well, if you've got twenty five players, you can't really loop anyway. So it doesn't matter. Jesse Arthur or Brendan P. Curse definitely in. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I don't mind obviously the the turbo approach or Reese if you want or Latrell, but. KP time. I locked him in pretty early. He won't be changing that one. I like KP as well on that one. Boys, that'll do us for this week's episode. Enjoy the first two games of the footy season. We'll be back next week. Cheers for tuning in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.